0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dishes and Dimes brought to you by Basketball News. My name is Iman, and I'm joined by the ever so lovely Sandra. Sandy, what's up?
1: Nothing much. Nothing much. I'm chilling. Um, It's been a while since I've been on here. So uh, what's up, listeners? Uh, I'm still alive. Uh, How are you doing?
0: (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. I feel like we were last on together. Yeah, Um, I think so. I think that was the last time I was on as well. Um, So also still alive, barely holding on. COVID is trying to take us all out. Um, And you know what? I'm tired, COVID. I'm I'm tired of your shenanigans. I'm tired of the two years of my life that you have taken. Um, I will always identify as 26 because that's how old I was when you decided to ruin me. I'm kidding. Talking about this is is so been so incredibly fortunate, been so incredibly blessed during COVID, Um, whereas it's been really awful for for everybody else. And I'm I'm saying this all sort of jokingly. COVID has truly ruined um, the world and we want everybody to be safe. So please go get vaccinated, go get your boosters, get tested if you do feel like you have any symptoms and stay masked up, everybody.
1: Yep. Do what my I'm <laughs> just trying to live the rest of my life. um I guess we should stop expecting life to be like normal. um I don't know that we're ever going to be in a world without COVID, but I think we can. Guys, I, I don't can. want to. I don't want another shutdown. I don't. Oh Jesus! Just the Here, thought of it is making me nauseous. It's stressful. Uh,
0: but here's how I feel. I would much prefer. Uh, like, did you look outside today? Have you gone outside today?
1: I've not gone outside in like four days, so. Okay,
0: well, let me tell you something. It has not been pretty outside in the last four days. It's been snowing, and the snow—it's like it's—I like, go outside and I'm just like, you know what? I'm totally fine to be shut down right now. Like, send me back home. I don't need to be outside when the snow is like reaching past my ankle, and I'm sludging through it, and it's gray and gross and like the floors are all slippery and there's black ice. I'm totally fine to be indoors when the weather outside looks as it does right now. I would much prefer to be outside in the spring. So if everybody can stay indoors right now, do what they're supposed to do so that we have a spring, I would greatly appreciate that.
1: That is a valid point. I I under regular circumstances, I don't leave my house until March. So this is not that that bad of a situation for there me staying are. at and home
0: right in time for my birthday love that for you
1: <laughs> exactly perfect um I just want to be outside in the spring I so if y'all need to like barricade your doors to keep yourself inside please please do it um, let's just pretend that we're already in lockdown so we can kind of avoid the drama of the Christmas um season um causing havoc uh, just stay home. Don't listen to our uh, premier. Um, just act <laughs> like things are already in lockdown, so we can we can keep it pushing.
0: Let's lock it down. I think I think Ontario is technically right now. Certain lockdowns are in effect. Speaking of staying home, the Raptors had their lengthy road home home trip, homestay. <laughs> I guess it's not a trip if you're at home. I don't speak this language, <laughs> um, but they had their lengthy homestay um, in December. Which, honestly, was not that bad. The Raptors had two losses in December that kind of hurt my soul a little bit. But, you know, overall, they're 4-2 in the month of December. What are your thoughts about how they've been playing?
1: Yeah, there's a couple there that I definitely thought shouldn't have been a loss. Um, But, you know, life happens. Um, Sometimes you just have to accept defeat.
0: Uh, and, at the hands of Shea Gilgis-Alexander right if it's you Shea, know?
1: I'm I can live with that you know what I mean I'm not I'm not too pressed about it um just hope that Shay um recognizes that we want him to come home and I hope besides you know getting things um prepared to uh give him a good welcome when he um is in a Raptors jersey I
0: love that uh, so
1: I'm not too mad if he uh if he beats us um that's cool I just, uh, it wasn't that bad. You know, it was nice to to get a couple of win- wins at home because Lord knows we needed them. And um, hopefully that whole dry spell of like losing every single game at home and then occasionally winning a game on the road is now um, done with. So yeah, it was, the OKC one, that one hurt, to be it honest.
0: Did. It hurt. That
1: one, you don't.
0: No. You don't lose to a team that lost by seventy. I'm sorry. That's just, right, like
1: it was embarrassing for that. Don't very do that.
0: Reason. Don't do that, guys. And even though like Shea played in that in in the game in Toronto and didn't play in their seventy point loss, I don't care. He's not Shea's great. He's not the difference of seventy points. <laughs> this is like not the difference of fifty points, right? He's not the difference <laughs> of thirty points. So <laughs> I don't care Raptors. You should have won that game. But here, here's what I'll say to the Shea thing. He did have that Instagram post. Right where he, you can see like the Raptors logo behind him, and he. This caption reads, "Love my city, heart. Dot dot dot. Until next time, I've never been happier to claim a Hamilton kid. Um, after, right. <laughs> um, he is ours. <laughs> As someone whose dad lived in Hamilton for a while, don't worry, you don't have to claim there. Um, you you can claim Toronto all you would like, Shay. And I love that because like. Sandy, you and I have kind of had these conversations for so long about the Raptors not, not being able to attract superstars. And, you know, like the Raptors can never be the Brooklyn Nets. They can never be the Los Angeles Clippers where Kawhi is going to want to go there or Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving can conspire to want to join. Um, they're never going to have that until Canadian talent comes into the league and decides that, hey, when I'm in Toronto, I'm going to post- you know, on my Instagram, love my city, dot, 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 until next time. Um, And I think the Raptors have done a a perfect job because Nick Nurse is the coach of Team Canada. And here you have RJ Barrett commenting under this saying you're tough. So it's like the Canadian kids Mm. really celebrating the Raptors. And that's something that we waited so long to see. Um, So even though we lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder, I'm, I'm all for it as long as, um, it brings Shay here. As long as Shea recognizes that he can play well in the Scotiabank arena.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the tampering um, is definitely in session. You could very well, well tell that, you know, getting Nick Nurse as, you know, coach of the Canadian um, basketball team and essentially constantly making sure that these Canadian players recognize and you know, reaffirm that, you know, they they were Raptors fans before they ever, you know, got in the NBA. Um, Here we go. And I think it's great to see a Shea type character be so proud of where he's from, even though technically he's not from Toronto, but that's not important. You know, nobody's going to willingly claim Hamilton. Sorry. No,
0: except for Tim Hortons. <laughs> right, Where he's from.
1: <laughs> and people got mad when I said that on Twitter, but like, come on, bro. Like,
0: Hey, we all Let's love our tiger honest. cats. We all love the tiger
1: okay. cats. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're we're happy. Um, I was perfectly fine um, with the loss, if it meant that Shay gets to flex uh, about the Toronto Raptors and home. It's it's great. It's short-term goals it like a versus
0: long-term goals. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love that. I love how we're celebrating. And here's the thing that the Raptors do really well. You mentioned it, tampering, because that's where. Like, that's where these guys team up. It's All Star weekend. We see it, and it's the Olympics. Like, that is where we see, and we have seen a lot of guys get chummy, chummy with each other um, and start to form teams. And it's hurt the Raptors in the past. Um, I bet that 2018 has a lot to do with Chris Bosch, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James teaming up with each other, uh, you know, two summers later. But so, so it happens, and the Raptors finally get it. And I think what the Raptors do really well is yes. Putting in Nick Nurse there is, like, prime time, like, great way of tampering. But also, like, the Raptors are great with, like, propaganda as well, right? So they have, like, the coach as, like, their coach, their forever coach. We had David Thorpe on here say the Raptors found their forever coach, right? Like, that is what Nick Nurse is. You have him coaching Team Canada. You also, like, something that I don't think Americans get, and every time I go on an American podcast, I have to explain, like, bell and rogers own the raptors and bell and rogers also own all sports media so like the propaganda machine is also like really perfect like the raptors have cornered the market on all things it's truly great it's it's actually really fascinating um entirely but that's a conversation for another day i wanted to talk about what's going on in the league right now, but kind of focus it in first on the Toronto Raptors with Masai Ujiri being the first person on the Raptors to get put into health and safety protocol, Um, which I mean, crazy. It's weird. Like it feels weird when it's like an executive almost. But uh, and then Precious, of course, because he was at that Giants of Africa was also not necessarily technically put into health and safety protocol. It was done out of an abundance of caution, which I guess means the team did it. It wasn't a league mandated thing. It was just the Raptors being extra responsible. And we saw Precious play just last night. Um, so he's good, and. <laughs> And as like, it felt, I don't know if you saw this, but it felt like Raptors media and Raptors fans were kind of exhaling that the Raptors were like one of the only teams to not get hit with health and safety protocol.
1: And knew Karma was going to come and bite <laughs> and, they the like,
0: and they were like, um, that. okay. Um. Actually, Pascal Siakam and Delano Banton, which it's extra sucks because we saw the Raptors start to get healthy again. Like O.G. Ananobi back. Precious Achua back. Uh, Cambridge speaking with media going to be back soon. And it was like, oh, you thought you were going to get um, them all playing together. But no, 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 no. no, no. It's not happening. That's not and happening. That's the
1: thing. Wait. It felt a lot like Tampa. And it was giving me PTSD because I was just like, OK. You know, we're finally getting to a point where everybody is healthy and COVID hasn't snatched us up yet, but I didn't want to go out there and like tweet about it. Cause I'm like, I just, I feel, I believe very strongly in karma and karma gets your ass at the the most like inopportune time. So I was just like, nah, like, let me just shut my mouth. And people kept tweeting, oh, like, you know, we've been able to avoid, you know, protocols and oh my God, good luck. And oh my God. And then, and then it caught your ass. It caught your ass at the least expected time. And so for me, it was just like, oh damn, like this feels so much like Tampa and we cannot catch a break. Like it felt like we're so close to 500 at this point. Like if the team is able to be fully kind of healthy. I, I do feel like this team is going to be completely different from the team like a fully healthy Raptors team is going to be completely different from, you know, an injured, the injured Raptors team that we've been dealing with since the beginning of the, the season. But I just don't know if we're going to get there, especially with COVID running rampant in the NBA and the NBA not doing anything about it. So Ooh, the NBA, like,
0: um, I we're have gonna so talk many. About that. we're gonna we're gonna get into that. but here here's what I will say, kind of one sort of silver lining, because I do agree with you. it almost feels tampa-esque that when things start to go right, something else goes wrong. But the only reason why, like there's a little bit of a bright spot or a silver lining is because, like, it was very clear that Pascal Siakam and Delano Banton were not needed in yesterday's game. Like Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors did us a favor by not flying anyone to Canada. Speaking of Canadian talent not coming into Canada and not playing here, Andy Wiggins. <laughs> um, but like it it was fun because the Raptors still ran away with the game. And also I loved it because we got to see Scotty featured so much and we got to see offense really yes. run through Scotty, which is so great to watch. Yeah. Um and you know, just watching Kaminga and Scotty go at it, you're just like, "Oh, the NBA actually is going to be in, in some good hands moving forward." And
1: it's going so, to be so, insane moving forward. There's just so much talent that's come out of this draft class. I, I, I'm in shock a little bit.
0: It's a, it was a very fun. Like it, this is a great draft year to get a top pick, right? Like this, this is it. If you wanted a lottery pick, Masai Jira did it right. That was, that was yeah. great. Great draft yeah. class to get in on. I love having Scotty. He's he's so much fun. He's so good. He's so he's much So fun. good. Also, oh, like after like, some pictures I saw of Evan Mobley, he's my rookie of the year. Uh, Scotty Barnes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, Scottie, that's making making great decisions
0: about. on the court and off the court. Scotty Barnes, your rookie of the year. <laughs>
1: He hasn't been caught up in any mess yet, so I'm proud of my rook. No, sure. he wears
0: his mask. Um, you know, he's been doing good, Knock it on wood. I don't want to be jinxing anything. We just talked about karma hitting you in the ass whenever you talk big. right? Which exactly. is something that's been he's
1: happening.
0: I need to shut up, he's a I need to shut up because I was like, yo, I was on Yahoo and I was just like. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Do we even need to talk about this game? Obviously, the Raptors are going to beat them. They just lost by seventy points. And then what did the Raptors do? They lose. I was like the and that was like every time I talk about the Raptors getting to five hundred. I'm like the Indiana Pacers. The Raptors always beat the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> like I feel like it's every. What do the Raptors do? Lose to Indiana. Go <laughs> like. It, so I'm gonna shut up because I talk too much. Um, but speaking of talking too much, let's move into our dish we didn't actually talk about the one game that got postponed for the Raptors last week, which was the Chicago Bulls game because 10 players on the Chicago Bulls were in health and safety protocol. They're now healthy. The Bulls were able to practice again. And I love this DeMar Rosen quote. I don't know if you saw it, but he said, I felt completely fine. That was the craziest thing. Sitting here, physically fine. Only symptom I had was boredom, honestly. Which if that's not um used to um tell everybody how great vaccines are I I don't know okay that's exactly what that quote tells us so that's great love that for DeMar DeRozan and happy that the Bulls are able to practice again but the Raptors have another game postponed I want to watch my team guys but I also would much prefer everybody be healthy and safe so the NBA please (laughs) link.
1: do that I just don't understand, like just pause it until after the holidays and, and then we can get, we can re-up, you can add a couple of games towards the end of the season, um, which pushes the playoffs into the summer, which is when I'd actually really want to watch basketball anyway. So it's like,
0: I don't. I don't understand. And they very much don't want to do that. And the NBA has been really, and I guess we're heading into our dish segment where we just talk about health and safety protocol. Like I think that's just pretty much it. And the NBA really doesn't want to um, pause these games. They didn't like last season, they did something that I thought was really smart where they, put out the first half of the season and then they put out the second half of the season, which allowed for them to postpone more games. And the NBA has been very reluctant to postpone games. They've only postponed the two Chicago Bulls games up until today, where today they finally postponed five games. They postponed five games today. Um, Three games today and then two games for Monday and Tuesday. And that's because you have teams like the Brooklyn Nets that also have 10 guys in health and safety protocol. Um, And it's not surprising that the Raptors just finished playing with the Brooklyn Nets and then their guys go into health and safety protocol. The Nets recently played like teams who... Uh, they they recently played the Sixers who had a healthy safety protocol issue and then they go into health like it's just like this is obviously happening for a reason and here's the thing I'm not saying that this is just happening in games I think that's probably less likely and New York has just been really hit and Chicago has been really hit and obviously these major markets have been really hit but the NBA needs to take this a little bit more seriously more
1: seriously and I think just the fact that they're prioritizing money right now is it makes me uncomfortable because it's either going to get so bad that a couple of players might get long COVID Um, in terms of like the Nets situation, you have Kyrie who was unvaccinated, supposedly coming back to play part-time for your team who literally has been ravished by COVID, which logically does not make sense. Granted, you know, things, karma or whatever you want to call it, um, hit very swiftly. And he also was gathered up um, by uh, Miss Miss Corona. And so now he's in safety protocols as well. But again, like, how do they expect the season to move forward when you're putting these players at risk? And not just like, and, and it's one thing like, okay, under, understood that some of these players, even if they do get COVID, they're not going to show any symptoms. But my whole thing is if there's a possibility that one of these players can get long COVID, which I think we've seen in the Tatums um, of the NBA, you're putting their future and the NBA to an extent at jeopardy. And for what? For a few games in December that don't really matter and not going to really move the needle either way in terms of, like, playoff standing? Like, this But it's is not revenue.
0: It's, it just comes but, down to money for them. And it's, like, it's frustrating. And I completely understand. Like, I completely understand what you're saying. And I think, I, I like, they need to pause it. Like, it's just, I'm, I'm with you. They need to postpone it. And here's what the NBA is kind of doing. I want to, like... Say that the NBA is taking some necessary precautions. They are, you know, um enforcing sort of the mask mandate a little bit strong. They're enforcing it stronger where you're not allowed to the only sort of exceptions are if you're playing and you're on the bench or if you're coaching. Um, and they're doing more testing. So they're gonna test more regularly through December 26th to January 8th, and that's right now because well, teams are being ravaged by COVID and number two holidays. So people are going home with their families. And this is kind of something that the NBA did last season as well. If you remember last season, the um, the league started back up in Dece- on December 22nd. And so for those first couple of weeks, it was so bad. Like the Dallas Mavericks, I feel like the, the Atlanta Hawks, There were just, I felt like there were so many teams that were completely destroyed by COVID. And it was because guys had spent Christmas with their families and spent New Year's and all this other stuff. And when they were coming back, they brought COVID back with them. And I think the NBA was like that the same thing is going to happen this year. And their way of sort of mitigating it is to test more frequently and to be stricter with their mandates that they have on masks and stuff. And like, I'm sorry, but that's not enough. And it's not yeah. just about players getting long-term COVID. It's about coaches as well. Those guys are old. Right. Referees right. are old too. Right. <laughs> like, and, all of these, and all of these people have family members as well. And it's just, there are so many people who are at risk when we continue to do these things at the NBA I mean, they're, they're never going to prioritize the health of everybody. They're always going to prioritize money, and it's unfortunate. So we can scream it as loud as we want. I just don't think we're going to be heard.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm, I I I went into this season expecting that the NBA would not go into another lockdown. They're just not going to do it. Um, it's not lucrative for them. Um, I do think that they're taking into consideration TV deals that they've signed. Um, you know, and essentially they're supposed to be lining the pockets of 30, 30 billionaires. And I don't think those billionaires really care about the being of their of, uh, the, the players that play for their teams. Right. Like at the end of the day, they're worried about the, the bottom, the bottom line. Yeah. And and I, and- like I, I, sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, I was gonna say, and and to be fair, a lot of the players, like this is something that was brought up last year and the year before as well, which is we think of NBA players as being these uber wealthy people who can go without a paycheck, right? Like we, but that's not the case for a lot of them, uh, and a lot of them are supporting their families, right? And It's not the LeBron James who are the billionaires that are ever going to be affected. It's going to be the guys who are the 13th, 14th and 15th man on the roster. And when we cut games that does cut their paychecks, that cuts their salary and they have families to support. Um, And of course, not just them, but the people who work in arenas and different things like that. So there are a lot of people who are going to be affected financially that don't want to that don't want their pockets to be hit. And here's what I'll say. What I said, when the bubble happened and all of those people who are taking care of uh, arena workers and things like that, like, hey, billionaires, open up your pockets.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Always okay. gonna be my open response. your purse, okay? Open it up. Time to open the purse. Oh my God, bro. Like, especially because we saw last season that some of these billionaires did not care about, you know, the workers that worked at their arenas, right? Like they did not consider those employees at all in the grand scheme of things. Those people are losing income, they're losing their livelihood. Um and it wasn't a concern. So, you know, instead of worrying about the basketball players and and this is excluding kind of like the LeBrons because they're good either way. Their their sponsorships are going to take care of them. They don't even need their basketball money.
0: LeBron but- James is a is a Nike um is is a Nike sponsor first and a basketball player second. He's going to make most of his money from from his sponsorships. Definitely. Correct. Sorry, I just wanted like, to
1: add that. The basketball stuff is like the probably in the savings somewhere for his kids. He doesn't need to touch that for the rest of his life, and he'll be change. Good. It's the it's the Utahs and the Delanos. Um, you know, it's the role play. Girl, I thought
0: but- you meant the state of Utah, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, they're broke." <laughs> I'm sorry, I just felt like, yeah, <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> it's just a bunch of rich people in Utah, is what my understanding is. But I literally <laughs> thought you meant that, and I was like, "Yeah, true." Those like lo- losers, like Utah, like the state of Utah.
1: I mean, yeah, that could you know, that could work <laughs> too. But I mean, it's more so like these like employees that you know make our lives easier when we go and watch games. Who you know who ultimately are at risk of getting sick yeah. um, and don't have the, the comforts of like a really cushy job um, while paying job. That's going to pay them regardless of whether they show up or not. Like it's just not going to happen. And so I think these billionaires, if they really care, are going to shut things down, make sure they're taking care of their employees um, and uh, try to consider, like, I don't, think they're ever going to shut down the way that they did at the beginning of the pandemic it's just not lucrative enough like
0: we apologize to to rooney gobert as a society for how how he was just disrespected (laughs) we literally have guys who get pulled in the middle of games because they might have covid he had covid and it turned into like enemy number one I Poor think guy. it's
1: the way that he approached the whole thing. Like That's the, the visual just was not good, right? Like touching we're all those all,
0: mics. Yeah. Right.
1: Like we're all trying to figure out what this COVID thing is, and this guy's touching and coughing up in mics. Like it was just the visual was just like the very, like, Representation of what you're that not karma to too. Do. That's the
0: same that's Kyrie it. karma that you were just referring to. Like the fact like, that he literally. did that and it was like COVID. Like, what are the chances he got it from that moment versus just out there living his life? Or like, what if one of his like what if um Mitchell got it first and gave it to him? Like, we have yeah, no idea. Like, it's just so it could funny. have been There's with no Dr. But hey, karma, that's that's how life that's, is. Good. that's life. That's how yo Kyrie happens. Kyrie is so like the the storyline and the narrative by Kyrie Irving, if 10 Brooklyn Nets players went into health and safety protocols after he played his first game with them versus it happening before. Can you imagine the storylines that would have been created? That would have been wild. That would have been it, like the storylines that would have been created if they had played their first game um, and then everybody catches COVID. And just to let everybody know, because um, you did mention it. So Sean Marks, who was pretty adamant about Kyrie not playing initially unless he got vaccinated because Kyrie... Right now, as of New York laws, Kyrie Irving is not allowed to play because if you are unvaccinated, you are not allowed to be in a public setting playing games with a certain amount of people. That's just not allowed. So he needs to get his vaccine passport to enter like any of us would to enter any place here in Ontario. So because he does not have that, he is not allowed to play games. He is allowed to practice because their practice facility is considered a private building Um, So they're the ones who set the rules. And if they allow him to practice, he is allowed to. It's not a public venue. Um, And so what the solution was, was that he would be a part-time player, which is something initially that Sean Marks was against because he thought that would be too distracting um, and that you are either a full-time player of theirs or you are not playing for them and you couldn't do this part-time deal. But because they were ravaged with COVID, they have allowed him to do his little part-time gig where he plays away games and, um, doesn't play for home games. (laughs) And as soon as that was announced, and if you go into like, I enjoy some Brooklyn, uh, podcasts and I enjoy some Brooklyn writers. And so you go through it and you see like Kyrie's here on Friday, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. And then Saturday it's like, uh, yeah. So about that, (laughs) <laughs> the timeline Kyrie, was hilarious. It's it's so funny, and people had been theorizing that like maybe this was always going to be the case because um Kyrie, in order for him to return, he would have to pass through these testings, and so automatically he's in health and safety protocols. Someone who was unvaccinated, but our friend, friend of the program, um Christian Winfield, actually tweeted that that is not the case, and that he. Uh, I have the tweet here. He said, got some clarity from the Nets. Kyrie would not have entered the health and safety protocols if he was merely testing to return to the team. It's because he's either returned a positive or an inconclusive test, which for Kyrie is going to require five days of consecutive negative tests. So because he's unvaccinated, he has to do five days of consecutive negative tests as opposed to just the two days that a vaccinated player would have.
1: So he's not going to be playing for the Nets for a very long time. And, it, it, it's, and their it's, games are
0: going to be postponed as well.
1: Right. Brooklyn so, games have been getting
0: postponed. Left, we're right, not and going to see
1: Kyrie in that jersey for a while. And what's kind of funny, I don't, want to, I don't want to say funny. Maybe funny is not the right word. But it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just the way that he positioned himself.
0: Girl, before. the way he's still positioning himself. Oh Did you see God. that Muhammad Ali post?
1: He literally thinks he's Muhammad Ali. And I think it's very insulting. That is you so insulting. Your bullshit, like...
0: That is dance. so insulting. Like, go back to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's words on Kyrie Irving. Like, uh, sir, sir, Muhammad Ali would not... Like, don't, don't disrespect, don't disrespect the dead like that. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's this so man is, like, anti-US imperialism. And you are anti-vaccines like first of all if we just look at the global sphere and we take a look at how Africa has been disenfranchised and not been given vaccines and what the state of COVID is Decon in it. that continent <laughs> would we truly believe <laughs> that vaccines are um are bad for us so if they're just permanent. not being right. like aren't we like lucky to have access to them here? I don't know
1: if they're not using Africa as guinea pigs for the vaccine it works guys like they're, not, they're, like, they're purposely oh
0: preventing the vaccines from getting to africa not giving it to africa that should give us some that should give you an
1: indicator okay <laughs> like they're they're not going to um, give us a vaccine that they haven't like if they're intentionally avoiding giving it to a whole continent because they don't they don't like prioritize their lives and don't care about their lives um you're good. And the, the privilege to be in the position that he's in and say, yeah, you know what? I'm willing to risk my life and the life of others for absolutely no reason. And and the funny thing is because he, he has this stance that he's like this social, like an activist or whatever, whatever the fuck. He can run off to his island and God knows where on whatever continent he wants to and go live a perfectly isolated life the rest of us cannot afford to and a lot of the basketball players that he plays with cannot afford to to have that kind of life so it's very selfish for him to have this stance and not only position himself as an activist but like really actually believe that he's doing this for anybody besides himself like you're not you're you're making a conscious effort to just be like I literally think he's just a hotep that's like too deep in his shit and he he just wants to stand in it. And instead of just saying, you know what, I don't feel comfortable with the vaccine because I've read some bullshit on Google and I've chosen to believe that over scientists, he wants to position himself as some kind of activist. And people are actually believing in that shit. And people who are going like if you get COVID, you're not going to get the same kind of care that a Kyrie is going to get. Do not do not put your life on on like risk your health because some dumbass basketball player decided he does not care about himself and his well-being enough to get vaccinated. I'm begging y'all. Okay. And that's, what's disappointing about this Kyrie thing is that you, even though you don't want to be a role model and you didn't sign up to be a role model, you have that responsibility as a role model. People are watching you. Um, and it's just unfortunate that this is, this is the, the way that he wants to be portrayed. Um,
0: it's- I hate the idea of I'm not a role model. I don't want like I'm sorry, but you you do like you are like you, you're putting, you're using it. You're you're comparing yourself to Muhammad Ali. You're doing all these things. You're calling right. yourself like you're comparing yourself to Colin Kaepernick. You're doing these things. You recognize the the power and the privilege that you have and hold. And when you do have that amount of power um and, and influence over people, I'm sorry, but you have to be responsible. It's totally fine for us to shit and joke around about anything if we don't have a platform. Once people start listening to you and looking to you, that comes with a lot of privilege, that comes with a lot of success, that comes with a lot of fame, that comes with a lot of money, and it comes with a lot of benefits. But it also comes with a lot of responsibility, and that's responsibility that you cannot shirk. So if you are unsure of the vaccine, if you have some questions, you are allowed to, right? You you can have however many concerns as you would like. I personally, I'm like, hey, 11th grade biology was as far as I went, so I'm going to trust epidemiologists <laughs> and I'm going to trust epidemiologists to do their job because they went through way more school than I did in science. So, I'm going to trust them. That is my stance. <laughs> and that doesn't have to be yours. You can trust Facebook memes. I do not care. But the second that you have influence, power, privilege, and and a platform, you better fucking be damn sure correct that you're what you're spewing is accurate, because you are not only affecting your life, you're affecting other people's. So if you don't know what you're talking about, it's okay to shut up. It's okay to bow out of that conversation. But the second that you start using your pup, and it's like. If, if, if you liking something you think that's like quiet because it's your Instagram it's not I'm sorry get a finsta like do whatever you need to do because kids are watching you people are watching you and when your stance is one of anti-science and bs you should be called out for it and you should not be allowed to fucking play like I'm disappointed in the Brooklyn Nets and I get that like I, I get it Kevin Durant in my opinion, has been the MVP of the season because of everything that he's had to go through. He is my MVP. I look at this and I'm like, they start DeAndre Bembry. No disrespect to DeAndre Bembry, but there's no reason why the Brooklyn Nets should be number one in the conference except that Kevin Durant has been phenomenal. James and he's Harden been killing is, himself. And yeah, like right. And James Harden has been. This is the worst season in James Harden's starting career right since he's been a starter and that's not to say that James Harden has been bad because I think he's been good as Raptor fans we watch James Harden have a phenomenal game against us I think that was one of his better games of the season but James Harden is also working himself back from a hamstring injury and dealing with rule changes that feel like they were specifically created to hurt him <laughs> and like sometimes I'll watch next games and I'm like James Harden got hacked there but these refs like clearly have this rule to not call anything <laughs> when it's against James Harden but um <laughs> Like James Harden is not having a an MVP caliber season, even if he's been good. Um, and Blake Griffin has not been able to hit a three-point shot if the team he's facing is not the Toronto Raptors. Like these are guys who have really struggled, and the reason why they've been as successful as they've been is because of Kevin Durant. And yes, that's gonna take a load on his body. Kevin Durant is on the quote unquote wrong side of 30. Um, he is. Coming like he also just suffered an Achilles injury not that long ago. And this is the most minutes he's been playing since he was 25 years old. The burden that he has taken is huge. And they need another guy who can create. I get that. They need to take this burden off of Kyrie Irving of Kevin Durant. And having Kyrie Irving, um would do just that. Having Kyrie Irving would be huge for this team. And like, shout out to Patty Mills, who's been phenomenal and also has taken a little bit of a burden away from from Kevin Durant. But like there's such a huge difference between Patty Mills and yeah, Kyrie Irving. Definitely. Um so yeah, having Kyrie would be huge. But if he's not going to get vaccinated, I just don't think that the nuts should allow him back. And I, I get it, but can I I have this like um bit from our friend Nikai Stunkins uh article <laughs> that I thought was just so Hour. I'm just going to read it. He says, you can't build any sort of culture or relationship without an element of trust. You can't establish trust without a baseline of respect, a baseline of honesty. Your name, your word is all you have when you strip the extracurriculars away. What kind of message is Mark sending? What kind of message is Mark's and the Nets sending with this decision? To fold to this degree, smack dab in the middle of a COVID outbreak is a massive red mark on the resume. It doesn't seem smart. It doesn't seem safe for anyone involved. And honestly, it doesn't seem totally necessary, which I just thought, okay, come for his head. Perfect. Um, (laughs) What a great way to just put it. Like, yeah, you have your word and you came out earlier in the season and said the exact right things. And now you're changing and you're folding. And I get the pressure because you want to save Kevin Durant for the playoffs, but Kyrie isn't doing anything different. And why didn't you expect this this to happen?
1: and, And my whole thing is like, if God forbid, Kyrie gets covid as an unvaccinated he
0: might have it right now
1: he like tested positive or inconclusive how does that help you in the long run you know and 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 so it just doesn't make sense right you had a stance and it was the right stance and you stand by that stance for the well-being of a player who is unvaccinated because it's not helping Kyrie if he goes out there and he gets really really sick. It's ultimately going to push him back. Like we've seen the, how look at Tatum right now, right? Like the difference between last season and this season is astounding. And honestly, I think it's because it's long covid. Yeah. There's hey, so just, Then where does
0: It's reckless. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying it's reckless. I was agreeing with you. I think it's reckless only because what has changed? Like, I get that, oh, my, our players are now in cell health and safety protocol, but it's like, so people being sick with COVID is the reason why you wanted to bring the anti-vaxxer into the fold? Like, that doesn't make much sense to me. Um, At all. At at all. But hey, what do we, I don't know.
1: (laughs) What do we know, right? We're not dealing with billionaires that want to (sighs) recoup their money, Um, and I guess the Nets are a little bit embarrassed about how, uh, their regular, their playoff, um, run ended. And, but I just don't think this is the right way to go about it. Um, you guys signed Kyrie knowing the kind of character he is and knowing that this shit like this would probably pop up and you made a choice and you have to lay in that bed that you made essentially, um, and for me personally, it's just like we don't even know if Kyrie's going to play in the playoffs when it comes down to it. You know what I mean? I know. So it's, it's he, he's going to come up with an excuse. The he's Brooklyn not going to be able to NFL play home games. Either way, he can't he's play home wanted, games. Right.
0: He can't play home games. And if they so, happen to play the Knicks, if they happen to play the Knicks in the first round or the second round or anything like that, he's not going to be able to play for the entirety of the series because the rule is New York wide. If they happen to play the Raptors in the first round or second round or Eastern Conference finals, if my dreams um, will happen, uh, (laughs) he's not going to be able to play that entire series, right? Like right now, looking at the – the rest of the season, if he comes back in January, because like the chances that they have games in December <laughs> and the chances that he returns five consecutive negative tests feels a little bit slim. Let's, let's circle like January as his start date. They have twenty three road games in from January towards the end of the season. One will be against the Raptors and two will be against the Knicks. Meaning he will be able to play in only twenty of those remaining games. And it's like, okay, what are we doing here? He's just gonna play in 20 random games uh to close what out the, the season and, and not. Kyrie, in.
1: he's gonna find a reason not to play in those 20 games. But like so maybe like, COVID what? gets
0: worse. Or maybe oh COVID God. gets worse. And maybe, maybe COVID gets worse. And maybe some of those other teams and some of those other like states and stuff are thinking the same thing. Hey, if you're unvaccinated, you can't come play for us. We don't know what rules are going to change. We just saw a rule change for the Raptors and we just saw the Raptors dealing with it. Um, And when I say a rule change for the Raptors, I mean a rule change here in Ontario Um, and watch the Raptors deal with it. So the same thing could happen in Arizona and the same thing can happen in California and the same thing can happen in not Texas. Cause they're never going to put any rules in. And neither is Arizona. What am I talking about? But the same thing can happen in certain States that may have some rule changes. So who knows how many games you can play at most. It's looking at 20. Um, but that can be any number.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Um, it could, it could get worse. So what do they do when they're in a, when things get worse and, It's not just safety and protocols and and some, it comes out that some of these guys are dealing with actual symptoms and cannot play for an extended period of time. Where does that put you?
0: I I just don't understand what the plan is. To stop talking about Kyrie, let's talk about people who are making us smile our dime of the week we haven't done a dime of the week in a little bit I enjoy the dime of the week because we get to celebrate a person uh a player a team a thing something that's just you know it was a complete dime a 10 out of 10 this week and Sandy who is your dime of the week
1: I'm gonna let you take Fred I am gonna take Scotty Barnes I love that Scotty Scotty I just want to okay. I just want to make a point of what they were talking about when it came to Scotty and what his strengths and weaknesses were. Okay, his weakness. <laughs> I've read multiple articles that said that his weaknesses were that he had a lack of offense. He did not have a perimeter shot. His f- free throw percentage is not great, and his three point shot needs a lot of work. If his f- Offensive Gabe cannot take the next step. His upside takes a substantial hit. He likely won't get many in-game opportunities to build on this part of his game, meaning his development behind the scenes is paramount. Scotty is now averaging around five threes a game and making them on a pretty decent clip. Um, He's averaging about 15 points right now. Um, and I feel like that average is going to, there's going to be an uptick. His playmaking has gotten better now that he's a little bit more comfortable, which is one thing that they said was a strength of Scotty's coming into it is that he's he's primarily a playmaker and a rebounder. Um, so we're starting to see that kind of, that part of his game come together. We know he has a mid-range shot. So this idea that he was supposed to be a zero level <laughs> a zero level shooter and ha- is now averaging 15 points in his rookie season. And not and not just that, right? We see him orchestrating the offense. Like his defense has gotten significantly better. He's learned to to box out cuz that was something that he was struggling with. He's not fouling as much as he was earlier in the season. Like his I just don't even know what to say about Scotty right now. It's I'm at a loss for words cuz I came into this season expecting him to be averaging 7 points a game. 10 was pushing it. And now he's at 15. Um like what do you even <laughs> what do you even say about that? Like this is craziness. And like the amount of assists that he lost in the last game because people couldn't finish is create like his assist numbers should be way up for like the last game because they messed up all his assists. Um, so for me, it's just like, I don't even know what his ceiling is. Right. Where do you go from here in terms of, cause his development is happening so quickly. Like I just wouldn't have expected this in half a season. You know, we're just approaching half of the season. And he's already actively is very aggressive on offense. He's looking for his shot when it's there. He's playing within the offense. His defense has become significantly better. His three-point shot is becoming consistent. Where is the weakness that I was told to expect and it makes me a little nervous because it's like, where is the slump gonna come at this point? Like, I don't know what to I can't put a ceiling on this kid. You you just literally cannot put a ceiling on this kid, even if his shots the words aren't of blue ivy, back. I've
0: never seen a ceiling in my life.
1: Exactly. Shout out to the queen, shout out to the princess, <laughs> uh blue ivy. I've never seen a ceiling in my life. Um, yeah, but that's Scotty, essentially. Um So I just want to take this moment to appreciate our Rook. You know, this season has been um, an interesting one, and he's made it delightful. Uh, I never thought we would get a rookie of his caliber. Um, You can immediately see that the team is going to be reworked um, around him, and it's been a delight to watch him this season. Like, he's made every painful game very much worth it. So he is my dish. For this your dime, week. oh my <laughs> god! I don't even know what our segments are. Our it's, a,
0: <laughs> it's 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 fun. He could be your dish. You could be dishing about your dime. Both. That's He's what we both. do.
1: I'm dishing about my dime. Um, <laughs> no,
0: I think that's dime. I think that's fantastic. How like yeah. to talk about a zero level scorer being the focal point of an offense and having teams run things through him is is phenomenal scotty has been such a joy any ceiling that you put on him you want to remove entirely um it's it's been a lot of fun to watch like i don't like. (laughs) this is a terrible way to explain it but i have a niece who's a toddler and i feel like every time i see her again her vocabulary expands and she's like she just feels a little bit more adult every time i see her i'm like like from being two to being, you know, two and a half, and, like, all, like now she's two and a half, and I'm just, like, every, like, even if it's every day, like, even if it's just the next day, I feel like she's grown and changed as a human, and you're just, like, you can do that now? Like, what? Okay, <laughs> weird. Like, yeah, how are you growing so fast? And that's kind of how I feel with Scotty, not to call him a toddler, but as quickly as, like, toddlers grow into being these mutant humans who know nothing about the world to, like, fully, um, realized, actualized human beings who can exist in our world. It happened so quickly. Um, and I feel like the same thing is happening with Scotty where I'm just like, wait, what? Like just in the game against the, um, just in yesterday's game where I was watching it. And I like had this like celebratory tweet of Scotty. Cause it was what he did in one second. It was this beautiful cross court, cross court pass. He was standing in one corner. He threw it to Utah in the other quarter for three. Right. If you remember that one. And I like just celebrated it in one random tweet and I didn't mention what I was celebrating and then like literally 30 seconds later I think he like I think it was in transition he just brings the ball up the entire way of the court finishes through contact makes his free throw and I'm just like what and like he had this like gorgeous behind the back pass as well and like before I can even congratulate him for like that move it was the next possession where he had this like beautiful, like dish inside to I think it was Svi who missed a shot just to your point about how many missed uh, assist attempts he had, but just his ability to get that ball through traffic into Svi was just like all of it. I'm just like his, his like awareness. um, And like the, the passes he's able to see and the passes he's able to make and his, like the size he has to be able to get these passes off. I'm just like, he's, He's such a joy to watch and his strength and his ability to finish through contact, even as a rookie, being able to do that. And yeah, like his handle can be tightened, but still the ability for him to just bring the ball. Like, I don't know. He's you cannot say enough good things about Scotty. It was like back-to-back-to-back possessions where I could not tweet fast enough my praise for Scotty Barnes as it was happening because he's just so incredibly talented. Um And you gave him to me. So my dime of the week is going to be Fred Van Vliet. I cannot say enough good things about Fred Van Vliet either. I think there needs to be a 30 for 30 on Fred. As someone who is a a diehard Kyle Lowry fan, (laughs) someone who has watched Fred Van Vliet and unfortunately has has had to just compare Fred to to the greatest point guard in my mind of all time, um, Mr. Kyle Terrell Lowry. Um, I'm like I'm just like, well, he's not Larry. <laughs> like okay, I guess we have to deal with him. But no, like throw that all out. Fred VanVleet is the all-star this year. Yes, there's been lots of talk on the timeline and a lot of controversy about Raptor fans wanting to trade Fred VanVleet and all sorts of nonsense. But like I said this a million times, and I'll say it a million times again. Fred VanVleet is the heart and soul of this team. He is the lifeline of this team. As he goes, the team goes. He is the most valuable player, even if you're not going to consider him the most talented. Um, even if you're not going to consider him the best or anything like that, he is the most valuable player on this team. This team goes as Fred goes. He deserves to be an all-star this season. He has just been absolutely phenomenal. Like Steady Freddy is the moniker for a reason. Anytime the Raptors kind of need to steady the ship, he comes in and he does that. And yes, we had that, um, that loss. Who, who am I thinking of? Oh, the Raptors had three losses this week. Why did I say two? Because they had the, what is the loss I'm thinking of? Where I'm like, Fred, why did you do that? Oh. um, (laughs) They had three losses this week, didn't they? There was the, was it the Nets? Oh, was, was that the Nets game? Oh, maybe that was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That was the second loss. So they did lose tries. I'm sorry. My brain is all over the place. And and yes, it was the Nets. <laughs> and it went into overtime and, and Kevin Durant was like, hey guys, I'm Kevin Durant and I'm going to hit every single mid-range shot. But also in that game, just watching Scotty and KD, I'm just like, Scotty, you're doing this against the MVP of the league. Do you recognize what you're doing? Like, I'm sorry, just so much, so much credit and love to him. And even though we didn't like the opportunities that Fred had in the final moments of the game, and I didn't care for Fred's shot there, I'm glad that Fred is willing to take that shot. Um, yes, he's small and might not always get his shot off. And sometimes it'll be an air ball, at least all land. Um, But he's just been so phenomenal. He's been so good for the Raptors team. But <laughs> like, It was so crazy to me that people were like hating on him after that game specifically, because I'm like, he was phenomenal for the rest of the game like it was 30 seconds he's he's the one who should be
1: taking the shot I just don't understand where I thought
0: it took I thought it happened a little too early like I didn't understand I still don't understand going for a two-for-one in the final seconds of game I'm like hey you're up by three why don't you just get the best shot in the final shot instead of taking a shot so early um that you might not even have a good look at I don't know but regardless Fred VanVleet was so good that game. He's been so good for this Raptors team. He has been so consistent and so steady. I'm going to say it every time I get in front of a microphone. Wrap that man in bubble wrap. Make sure he's double masked or triple masked because this team goes as he goes. He is the most important person and player on this team, and we need him to be good. Um, And we need him to be healthy. So, Fred, I hope you're healthy. Thank you for the season because, my goodness, the Raptors would not be in a single game if not Anywhere
1: without him. Oh my God. Not in a
0: single game. He's been so good. And like, speaking of just a lack of ceiling, I know we get so excited with Scotty. Like, and Scotty is so exciting, but there should, like, there was, like, any ceiling that was put on Fred Van Vliet because he's 5'8 and three quarters, um, and because he's not the most athletic and he's not the quickest guy on the court or anything like that. Like, any ceiling that has been put on him in his life, he's absolutely crushed. Like, for him to go from being, um, you know, having an unguaranteed uh, contract, joining the Raptors team, and making the final cut to be on the team, to being in the G League, to joining with the big guys, to hitting all of the most important shots in the Eastern Conference Finals, hitting some of the most important shots to actually become a starter in the final games of the finals, overtaking uh, Danny Green, who, I mean, I'm so sorry, Danny Green. I'm so sorry that you can't get your ring in front of the He's people. He's never
1: getting that ring. We should I'm just so, it out to him.
0: I'm so sorry, Danny Green. I completely forgot. <laughs> i completely forgot that like this is still going on two years later like that sucks sorry sir speaking really of oh my by the
1: time he comes here and gets his ring nobody's gonna really remember. no one's gonna be in the arena they're like gonna be like okay <laughs>
0: phoning, uh fixers games right now <laughs> right. it could very well come that on uh december 28th there is no Raptor sixers game. That is very possible with the way that the it's league is going right now. It's very possible. It's very possible. <laughs> like, the NBA just postponed five games today after being so reluctant to do it. And like, especially because that's going to be after Christmas. And like, yo, let me tell you something. I don't know what's going on in Philly, so I can't speak for them, but I doubt the people are not going to go to their Christmas Day dinners and family events just because Danny Green needs to get his um, ring in Toronto, so they're probably gonna be going to do that. They might contract COVID. Like, I'm just saying, it's gonna be a dangerous scenario. Uh, and it's very possible that by the time December 28th comes, Danny Reed is actually not getting his ring, which I'm so sorry. And then also, that reminds me not to go on a tangent when I'm supposed to be celebrating, um, Fev Envy, I'm gonna be talking about Kyle Lowry, but you know what? That's that's fair because Fev Envy comes from the school of Kyle. Oh, um, Jesus, here we go. We might not actually get like. The Kyle Lowry in Toronto game, which was supposed to be so oh, special shit. and 20,000 yes. people chanting for Kyle Lowry and all that good stuff. Like, it was dicey because Kyle Lowry's team decided to release that tampering video, which was like, girl, why are y'all doing yeah, that? Like that,
1: that was messy.
0: That was weird and, like, so, so weird. And then Kyle Lowry had to come out with the statement uh, about wanting to close out in Toronto to kind of, like, you know, make... Assuage all the fans and everything, which is it was a weird little bit of time. But we love you, Kyle. Either way, regardless, it was going to be crazy that building because Kyle Lowry is still the greatest actor of all time and means the most. I'm I uh, there's a million words I can say about Kyle Lowry. I will never have time to run out of great things to say about Kyle and what he was able to do for this franchise. It was going to be very special in that building, and COVID said nah, and I'm really sad that his return is not going to happen because COVID took Vince Carter's final game here from us. COVID ruined that for me. <laughs> I needed the Vince Carter night and COVID took that from me. And now they're going to take Kyle Lowry's return from me.
1: There might be some hope. Who? Uh, we're I'm not. We're hope. in
0: February because here's what's going to happen. Christmas is going to come. And people are going to be with their families in January. And and families are going to go on their, like, two-week trip to Cuba even though they don't need to go there um, in the middle of a pandemic. And people are going to come back in January. School's going to be reopened again. And I feel like we're going to get a a surge in January. I feel like that's inevitable. So by the time the government puts anything into effect, it'll probably be mid-January to late January, which means we're into February 3rd already. So sorry, guys. I just don't think the Kyle Lowry night is happening. Oh,
1: that's so depressing.
0: Yeah, sorry. Is that how we end things?
1: (laughs) Yeah, thanks for ending the time like that. That's,
0: um... I'm so sorry. I've been thinking about it and it's um, made me very sad. (laughs) So, my dime of the week is Fred Van Vliet. And unfortunately, um, my anti-dive of the week is COVID for taking away the Kyle Lowry return and the Danny Green.
1: (laughs) Damn, I didn't even (laughs) think about
0: that. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Can I just say, we got got so many questions. We got like, and I love some of these. And I think that we need to do a deep dive. And uh, I talk a shit ton. So we're already at the end of our pod before we even got into any of these. Um, So what we want to do next week is we want to answer all of these questions in depth. We want to bring in a special Raptors guest to help join us in answering them. Um, and we're going to do just a full meal bag question. So please, guys, continue to send them in. Send them in to dimes at gmail.com. Did I say that correctly? You did. Uh, perfect. And or tweet them at us, Dish Dimes Pod, Dishes Dimes Pod, uh, Twitter. <laughs> Just on twitter <laughs> there's no at <laughs> so continue to send them in because we're gonna do a full mailbag question because you guys have asked us like let me go through some of these they're really really great we might touch on some of them right now but um like there's so many about scotty and his ceiling and what he can bring um, so many about the bench and Utah Watanami ceiling and what can be considered a successful season for the Raptors. And I think that like, we could do a full deep dive on this. Cause guess what? We're not going to be playing New Orlando Magic this week. So Monday's game canceled. There might oh, be yeah. some other games this week that are going to be canceled as well. So we might as well come next week with just a mailbag question. Cause who knows how many games are going to be played and who's available and all this other stuff. It feels like a weird week already. Um, The next Raptors game is already Wednesday so like who knows everything is odd everything is weird um so we're just going to do a mailbag episode next week so continue to send these in because they're they're really great there's a lot of really fun stuff here um but one question I didn't want to ask you before we closed off is because people want to know is WAP a Thanksgiving song
1: Uh, oh my god oh my god why is this following me everywhere I go um before I answer that question um I I want to tell um I, I don't know if I should say her name on the pod but she's a, a friend of of um of the pod um we expose
0: people we expose friends
1: <laughs> Regina
0: <laughs> Regina George <laughs> mean girls boo you whore.
1: I um I'm very angry for you to um bringing this into my life um and I can't seem to get away from it um and Every single time I listen to WAP, the question is going to ring in my mind. Is WAP a Thanksgiving song? And you know what? She made really good points. Um, And at some point, we're going to get her on the pod to go through every point. But one point that she made that stuck with me is um, Cardi. I don't know if it's Cardi or Megan. I think it's Megan. Megan makes a reference to um um something being gobbled. I'm not gonna, you
0: know. Yeah. Gobble me, swallow me. Swallow me.
1: Um, and you don't use the word gobble in any other context besides on Thanksgiving.
0: That's what a turkey does. And that's
1: literally all you need to know about whether Thanksgiving and um the song are uh are in cahoots with each other. Can so, I say that
0: I found an article with, that says, okay. So, so these, these are some, some quotes from WAP. Macaroni in a pot. We know that that's referencing in, 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 in WAP, but we also know what that is in, in uh, people like their macaroni and cheese. Right. <laughs> people love their macaroni and cheese at Thanksgiving dinner. So macaroni and pot. Then we have Gobble me, swallow me, which, of course, references a turkey. So we have our macaroni and cheese already. We've mm-hmm. got our turkey already. Got the turkey. Then we got drip down the side of me, which is gravy, of course. That's 100% what Cardi means when she says that. Right. Um, <laughs> I hate this one. <laughs> you got to say it. Who allowed this song to exist? <laughs> <laughs> make it cream, make me scream, which apparently is mashed potatoes is it because like everybody wants um creamy mashed 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 potatoes potatoes, and it's so great that it makes people scream for joy because they're like yay mashed potatoes are being served I mean does that not happen um oh no that is not that that is a lie we're gonna skip that um I let it taste, okay, I let him taste it. Now he a diabetic, aka pumpkin pie, because we always need something sweet. Now, I don't like pumpkin pie. It can be sweet potato pie. also don't like that. It can be apple pie. That's delicious. And the right. best pie and the only good pie, if you ask me. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Is apple pie the only good pie?
1: I'm, I'm actually not a fan of pie.
0: Except for apple.
1: no no
0: what about like a mcdonald's apple pie
1: a mcdonald's apple pie I could do but typically i'm not really into apple pie
0: are you into is there any pie that you can like kind of stand
1: i think i like sweet potato
0: pie no oh, that's unfortunate for you
1: okay well <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so yeah so is <laughs> is WAP a Thanksgiving song? I think so, and I think yeah, I, I think, um, the- think we should all is- play it for Thanksgiving every year.
1: We would play it on this episode if we weren't gonna get like sued and got the episode taken down. Um, just um as a reference point, but we can't do that. So, um, yeah, I do believe that uh, WAP is indeed a Thanksgiving song, and it's the only Thanksgiving song that I can really think about. Um, yeah, I don't know that there is another one. So shout out to Cardi B and Megan um The Stallion um for creating their own lane and uh giving us a anthem about Thanksgiving.
0: I mean, yeah, Mariah Carey has a Christmas market cornered, so right. they needed to come in on Thanksgiving.
1: Got to get that paper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank so you everyone
1: and teach for that question yes shout out to both i K hate K y'all for, for that, that question gig. i
0: can't it's, it's a oh. great it's a great question and shout out to cardi b and megan the stallion shout out to everybody for listening join us next week for the mailbag episode because yeah why.
1: we're excited for this one so thanks guys